it's no point of copyright something that's only gonna sit on your computer. So if you know it's gonna be used, put out there, put it in a list to copyright, accumulate, you know, however many tracks you wanna do, and then you can copyright an entire volume of music, like a collection for one fee. As long as you're the, like, the, the creator has to be the same when you do a collection. So like, if it's only you on all of the beats that you send in that collection, then you're good to go. Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time, and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. We're back for another live Q&A. Man, dude, like I was literally having some technical technical issues. I had a different audio interface hooked up and it was doing something that I believe it was supposed to do, but it was going to mess up what I'm doing here. So I had to do a quick little switcheroo. Let me see who's in the building, man. Shout out to everybody that's in the stream right now. Let me know where you're from. Let me know what you do. I see Basement Beats in the building. What's up, Basement Beats? I got Jason. Jason, man, he just threw all his contact info. Yo, you about to get blown up, bro. Uh, shout out to my guy, Off Key Productions. What's good? Felicia Rogan in the building. What's up, Felicia? Virus Beats. What's good? The beat technician back again, checking in from ATL. That's what's up. Jason, shout out to all the producers in the stream. Indeed. Swim Harder. Raleigh producer. That's what's up. Farmington Hills, Michigan. Out of Cleveland, Ohio. Go Buckeyes. Pittsburgh beat maker. Nice. ATL music and investor. Super dope. Seamus, UK composer, producer. My guy, John Tindall. What's up, John? How's everything going, man? Andrew Robinson. What's good? Idaho in the building. That's what's up, man. We got all types of people in here. Y'all from everywhere. So hit me with y'all's questions, man. We hanging out for like the next hour and we just gonna we just gonna chop it up, man. I'm gonna answer some questions and we're gonna talk about whatever y'all wanna talk about on this this episode, producer. That's what's up. Super dope. Yeah, so far today's been pretty productive. I'm trying to meet a deadline. The I was trying to knock out eight. I might be able to get eight. I know seven for sure, but I have to finish up like I have to finish up like three or four today. I got two done. I got a third one that's almost done. And then after this, after I get off here, I'm gonna finish up the third beat and then start working on the fourth one. And I may be able to squeeze another one in there. We'll see. But that's what's going on. Trying to, it was it was getting kind of close. I didn't know if I was going to make it, but it looks like I'm going to make it. Which product of yours has info on formatting for sync? I'm not sure what to purchase. Absolutely. So let's talk about formatting music for TV and film. That would be the How to Structure Instrumentals for TV course. That's a video course where it's literally going to walk you through like everything, like my whole entire structure, like how I structure all of my beats for TV and film. The only time I may go away from that structure slightly is if someone specifically asked for like a certain type of structure. But for the most part, you know, that's how I structure my beats and the principles in that course is, uh, is what I use to today. Like all the beats that I'm working on today, they're all structured the same. Sometimes I may throw in a, a little pause or something in there, but the concept is the same. So yeah, if you wanna learn how to structure your, for the purpose of being used in background music, definitely grab that how to structure instrumentals for TV course and let that joint, let that joint help you. You can go to clintproductions.com slash link in bio and go to my store and grab that joint. <clears throat> Who else we got in the building? Let me see. Best way to find supervisors for background instrumental. I make instrumental beats and used to have a publisher that found placements for me. Now I'm doing it myself. So the easiest way, especially for background instrumental stuff, is just link up with the music library, man. Because they, you know, they use a lot of that stuff. They need a lot of that stuff. And, uh, you know, the uh, music supervisors and editors especially go to, you know, to sites like that where they just have a large catalog of instrumentals that they can just pull from and uh, and use, you know, use that music. 
but yeah music library is going to be the 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 easiest route supervisors yeah like most of my interactions with supervisors has been like them looking for actual songs and artists and things like that so not so much the instrumental stuff even though you send the instrumental stuff with you know with like the the full version you know for instrumentals just go go the the library route let me see john tendo how do you make tracks so fast so it's <laughs> a good question deadlines man like it puts the pressure on you just like yo i told somebody i was gonna do something and i gotta follow through on it so so it wasn't like it was kind of in phases right so the tracks that i'm that i'm finishing today i already had like eight bars i always start with eight bars that's that's what the hook is going to be so <clears throat> last week and kind of the beginning of this week I was just laying down ideas so I laid down like some eight bar ideas because I was I was doing other stuff last week so I couldn't really dig into the production of it and format and everything so I was like let me just sit down with the time that I have and at least knock out the ideas because that's usually that's the part that kind of takes a while was just coming up with you know melodies and things like that so i laid down the drums laid down the melody and all the the different things that i'm gonna have in there and then this you know yesterday and today i'm just going back and formatting everything and adding the finishing touches and transitional elements and you know polishing up the mix and things like that also these are these are kind of like like demos like like kind of in the demo phase of this project so I'm not like, I mean, I'm trying to get the mix to sound good. I always want to put my best foot forward, but you know, this is something that is probably going to end up being uh, mixed and mastered on the, on the other side of things, but I'm just trying to get it to sound good and presentable and then I'll send it off. So that's, that's how I'm able to kind of work through these tracks a little bit, a little bit faster than usual. That and the fact that, you know, I'm trying to meet a, a a deadline to meet the goal here. The beat technician, what's the key to getting those cues directly? I love to be able to create music for a specific cue. Oh, you mean a brief? So a cue. So let's let's define both because I don't I don't want to confuse y'all. So when I meant when I say cue, like an instrumental cue, a cue is is like the actual music. That's like the beat that's playing in the background so think of it as you know cue the music right so it's like an instrumental cue so that's a cue a brief is what the publishers and licensing companies actually send to you when they have a project that they need music for that's called a briefs and a brief is just like a you know a detailed description of what they're looking for what they need you know information on deliverables examples all that stuff but yeah like some some companies some companies send them some don't just depend on you know, it depends on their business model but yeah <clears throat> i mentioned one the i mentioned one yesterday this company actually sends brief like you can everything is done online like you can you can apply to be a part of their library online and you know they'll let you know if it's accepted and they actually send you briefs even though it's just it's like a, a library that's just everything is literally just done online they still send you briefs like they'll send you an email text message of what they're looking for and then you can submit for that as well so check that out TuneEdge, tuneedge.com <clears throat> i actually just got i got some music accepting there a couple weeks ago so it seems pretty cool we'll see what happens it was a it was a sports brief so i submitted some stuff for that so we'll see what happens see if they you know if they get placements all right let's see we got sound in the city what's good sound in the city no doubt swim no doubt starting out is it okay to upload work in soundcloud without having beats protected or published is it okay to handle afterward typical advice is i mean don't don't do anything that you're not comfortable with i mean because people do steal it's you know it's just a matter of if you know if they feel like doing it and, and then if they even make money after doing it because uh, that's usually when you know people sue it's like when actual money has been made and the creator hasn't seen any of it but i don't know like i mean 
you got to start somewhere you know i don't especially if you're starting out as a producer and you haven't put like anything out start putting this stuff out man you got to get it out you got to get the feedback you know get the response from people see if you if you're on the right track see if people rocking with you seeing if they don't you know what i'm saying and then just kind of making adjustments from there versus being being super super worried about you know somebody stealing something just put it out there and you know see what happens <clears throat> no doubt man no doubt have used audio sparks or, or radio sparks yes i have i have some music on there their upload process is a doozy bro like that joint it take like a half a day just to <laughs> just to put the information in but they get a lot of streams man like i, I still get like random you know royalty stream checks from you know all the playlists that they got my music on and i've i've gotten i've gotten uh i've gotten a placement on well like a not a placement but a license where an artist use like a cover a christmas cover song from that site so it can it can definitely definitely be beneficial if you're you know you're okay with putting that that time in to, to fill out everything they're very very detailed on the metadata Jason Fairley says I cheat sometimes if I want to if if I want to get halfway in the middle of a beat I look for drum loops on YouTube and beat has beasting drum loops for multiple genres that's what's up Marlon what's good brief you have a brief you can pull up to show an example hmm I have to think I think I, I think I do. I'm trying to think if it's, if it's something I can actually show. Give me a second. Let me see. I might have something. Let me see. Let's search for a brief. I might have to go. I might have to go like in my email or something. You know what? I wonder if this is what Let's see if this will let me. Nope, that's not what I'm trying to do. No, I know where I can find one. While I'm looking for that, let me answer a couple questions. No doubt, man, that's what we all here for, bro. Learning from each other. When you mix and master, how many times do you refresh your ears in a day's mixing cycle? Man, maybe, maybe like once or twice. It, it depends. Like today, like I'm, I'm just going, I'm just ripping through that stuff. Like I'm not, I don't have time to like, you know, sit and take a break. I'm just going through it, but I'm mixing at like super low levels. So my ears aren't fatigued and I'm, I'm using these atoms and, and the, the way the monitor is set up, like the, the technology they have, it helps with ear fatigue. So your ears don't really get fatigued for real. So that helps a lot. Now I know downloaded. Downloaded a brief. Not long ago, but I don't know where I went. That's right. I just downloaded. I just downloaded again. <clears throat> Adam Tune. I use native instruments. What was those? Ses session strings or or their orchestral little orchestral bundle. Those are my go-tos. All right, let me make sure there's no information on here. Okay, 
this is this is perfect right here. This is one. This is one I'm currently working on. Well, not the one I'm working on today, but this is another one that we have in the works. All right, let me find this screen share joint. <clears throat> okay, here we go. So this is this is a brief. This is what a brief looks like. Let me zoom in. Can y'all see that? What's up? Hi, Keith. All right. So pretty much you have it's, it's These are all the notes is the creative notes. And for this one, they're looking for music for like four different four different uses and uses and styles and things like so. You got, you know, highlights, they, they, they got the bullet points. So for highlights, they want rock, alternative, up-tempo, anywhere from two to three minutes. So they say it's up-tempo throughout, not choppy, no breaks, fun, no guitar solos or instrumental solos, not too heavy, shouldn't be heavier than the um, above references. They send you references. As you can see here, you got reference. And then they're, yeah, they're, they're just letting you know how long they want it, these moods. And it's very detailed on, on what they want. And that's why, like, I always tell people, like, yo, like, some people can't follow basic instructions, like, on submitting. So that's when I'm like, yo, like, if you can't follow instructions, you won't do good in music licensing because this brief is detailed. Like, they're asking for specific things. And if you give them something that's not what they're asking for, like nobody, nobody's going to want to work with you because it just makes everybody's job harder. It wastes it wastes their time because they're going through tracks that sound nothing like what they asked. So they're wasting time trying to find something that works, trying to meet the deadlines that they have. So, you know, it's, it's really, really imperative to, to read through the brief super carefully and follow instructions and then read it again. Like while you're creating, read the brief again. After you get done with the track, go back and read the, bru the brief again because you may have missed something or you know, you as far as like how to send files and things like that, usually they'll let you, they'll let you know how they want things sent if they haven't already let you know. So all those things are super important. As you can see here, like these are keywords, uplifting, drive, driving, rhythmic, electronic. These are like keywords that you can use in your metadata when you're putting in the moods and styles and keywords and things like that. You'll see that fun, catchy, feel good. Those are all good keywords that you can use. And then they have they have vocal categories as well. So pretty much you can like you can pick and choose like which ones you want to work on. Like they're not going to, you know, make you do all of these like unless you want to and can, but you just pick what you're great at, you know what I'm saying? Like if if you dope at with the funky groovy hip hop trap stuff, then you know, you can take this and then just knock out as many tracks as you want and then send it off and go from there. So yeah, so here they got songs highlighting NFL player names, which I don't see that a whole lot. So that's a that's a special opportunity because I, I usually stay away from like specific names, but this is a prime example. Like if they ask you, you know, to say something specific, this is when you go create those songs that's mentioned in LeBron James or, you know, any, any of the, you know, the current, the only thing about that is, you know, <laughs> Once they stop playing, that song probably won't be able to be used. Or you could just go in, tweak it, you know, add some new lyrics and, and keep it moving from there. So, yeah. And then they send you more examples of, of popular songs that are already out. You can check those out. And yeah. And then they let you know, it's you know, it's kind of open, like send in tracks for the whole NFL season. And that's that's a brief. So hopefully that, you know, that kind of clarified some some things as far as what's being asked for in a brief what a brief is that's that's what a brief so that's what a brief is so when you hear us talk about briefs usually we're talking about a long list of <laughs> of details for what we create and that's why that's why i never have producers block because like literally it's all laid out it's just like yo this is this is what we need this is what you know have at it um glad it helps man <clears throat> dope stuff 
Cloud9, if you if you submit a track for a brief and get selected, does the company notify you? Not not all the time. It depends on it depends on like what kind of brief it is, right? So, you know, there may be one company where we're working like on a specific project and there's only a couple people working on this project, right? In that case, then, you know, they'll let you know, yeah, yo, they picked yours up and then we kind of go from there. But if it's something broad that's sent out to like everybody on, excuse me, on the roster, then, you know, they may not, I thought I got rid of these gnats. They may not, they may not hit you up. You know what I'm saying? Like they may just, you you just won't know until you get the royalty check or a tune sat notification or something. So just depends. What's up, November James? Shout out to the bro. He's over there winning, man. Dope, dope. Song Traders Pro account allows you to see all the briefs as well. That's super dope. Indu, what's good? Good afternoon. Session strings, session strings, pro, emotive strings, native instruments, gang, gang. Yes, all of those strings. You cannot go wrong, for sure. Jason Fairley, I just graduated Los Angeles Recording School with a bachelor's in the science of music. Go class 2021. Congrats, Jason. That's what's up. What's up, Leron? How's everything, man? Corey Rogers. I create in Logic Pro. And I'm, I'm mixing master in Logic Pro as well. Did you do the music that's playing in the background? Yes, I did. I actually did that for a brief and it, it didn't make it or they just never they just never hit me back. And that happens sometimes too. Like you submit something for a brief and just you just you just never hear back. So like after a while, you know, especially if it was like a quick deadline cuz I think this one was like I think this joint was like same day. If I don't hear back, you know what I'm saying? Like in a couple weeks then i'll just move on it's like you know they didn't they didn't want it so so yeah that's usually how i how i play that lw what's up welcome back to the stream world meta beats what's good royal what's up bro i'm using audio sparks or radio sparks and audio sparks right now thank you so much for the confirmation yeah that meta is wild but love the details yeah Indeed. Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely um, they'll definitely put it to work for sure. Man, they got so... I did this piano joint like this. It was like a neo-soul jazz piano joint. Man, they got the joint on so many like compilation albums and playlists and stuff like that. It's crazy. <clears throat> What's up, Isaiah? Welcome to the stream. Have you have you ever heard of Pretzel Rocks? It's a music library for Twitch streamers. No. But I know like I, I've heard that, you know, a lot of companies, well not a lot of companies, like a few companies that are their model is having music where, you know, you can use for streaming and won't have to worry about, you know, strikes and all that stuff and Getting, getting banned or whatnot. Kai Wynn, what's up? Thank you, Felicia. Glad you liked that track. Debating on when to start sending music to libraries. Is it better to wait until I have a large catalog to start submitting or just jump in and create as I go? That's a really good question. So I think a lot of people try and, you know, it's like I got to build this massive, massive catalog. But you don't, man. Like, because I'm going to be honest with you. Like, once you start and, you you know, you start signing with companies, you're probably going to be making more newer tracks than repurposing your old tracks. At least that's how it was for me. Like, I had about, I had about five to ten tracks that I could send off as, you know, as kind of like my demo reel. But then like once you once you get on the libraries, like, you know, if, if they're sending you briefs, they're like, yo, this is what we need. Now you're making like what they need. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily what you already have. So start with like a solid five, man. Like I'm working, 
I'm working with a, a producer now and we took we took five tracks and he had he had a few that like we could we just could tweak a little bit and resubmit but he wanted to go and like pretty much just start from scratch right so we just started with five tracks and he's already got gotten accepted to like he's gotten agreements from two two libraries already one of them is paying a, a little bit of upfront money to you know to produce some some production music so start with five and just start you know what i'm saying put them out there because you know you don't want to wait until you're building up this big catalog because you could be building up a large catalog of music that nobody needs you know because it's all based on everybody's needs so if you wait and you know while you're waiting you're missing out on opportunities so just start with five get those joints solid start sending them off get the feedback and then go go from there how long should a demo reel be five like five tracks but like five minute and a half instrumental cues if you're doing if you're doing beats if you're doing full songs then you know five songs and you know just have your so i use disco.ac disco kind of makes it easy because you know all your when you send a playlist you know your name your email your phone number contact information is there and you can also put in the metadata that they need so keywords bpm writer info all of that stuff which is which is really dope but yeah that information should be included contact information some sites they already have a way to submit you may it may be uploading directly on their site and things like that so yeah should it be genre genre specific or is it a good good place to show range you can approach it both ways like I always start with like whatever whatever you do best like if you do a couple different genres really well you know have those in there as well you can even take the approach of doing an, an album of a certain genre and then send that to a library that you think it'll fit well and then do another album of one of your, the other genres that you do and submit that to a different library that you know that specializes in that basement beats so at the moment no but i'm about to oh i'm, I'm about to do I'm about to do like a three-day retreat slash mastermind, right? And I'm, I'm only going to pick like a handful of producers to really, really like dig in, right? And like, you know, just just give the game. Um, so I think all of you are like on my email list. If you're not on my email list, make sure you get on my email list. Just download this free six-step guide. That'll get you on my email list. And I'm going to email I'm a, I, over the next week or so. I'll be emailing details on if, if that's something you guys want to do. It's not going to be for everybody because it's going to be a significant investment involved. But it's going to allow me to sit down. We're going to be we're going to be together like in one spot, probably in, I don't know, Florida somewhere, someplace dope and um, with a dope vibe. And we're going to sit down and like I'm going to just like just break just break stuff down, <laughs> break stuff down for y'all, man. And, uh, and and really help push you guys and not just production wise, because uh, honestly, man, that's that's the easy part, like the production stuff. But it's the business stuff, man, that that really takes you to the next level it's the business it's the marketing it's the branding stuff that a lot of people struggle with and that's what keeps you know producers production businesses from not growing is because they don't they don't know certain things right so i'm going to be sharing things that you know that ex expand your thinking your mindset and just cause you to, to think outside the box man and, and just really as a as a person as a business a businessman or a woman in this this production space so definitely make sure y'all on the, the email list if that's something y'all interested in man throw up some flame emojis so i can see it's gonna be super super duper super duper duper limited though i would love to have like 30 people in that joint but for it to really really be effective it has to be intimate so it's probably only gonna be i don't even think it's gonna be like 10 like it's probably gonna be five to eight people so yeah so look out for that. That's going to be an opportunity to really sit down and, you know, chop it up with me. Spend three days straight, like three days straight, just 
three days. Can you imagine that? Just three days of just talking all of this music business stuff. It's insane. So yeah. Appreciate that beat technician. Cloud9 music. I'm on your email list, so I will look out for it. I'm saving up for next year to do a few consultations with you. I'm self-employed, full-time producing, but always wanting to grow. Hey, yo, that's fire. Yeah, man. Definitely looking forward. April K. What's good, April? Appreciate the flames. Indeed. So yeah, make sure y'all on, y'all on the email list because that's that's who's gonna hear about it first. Everybody that's on that on that email list. Well, you guys kind of kind of pre-heard about it first but the details you'll be the first to know john tindall indeed man it's gonna be it's gonna be a great opportunity man you, you definitely don't want to miss it james what's good is your is your list of potential libraries to secure um contracts with still available to purchase or is there another source to search from oh yeah yeah the music licensing directory absolutely it's still available updated it what was that last month in august like the beginning of august something like that yeah it's still available just go to clintproductions.com slash link in bio and go to my store and grab that joint appreciate the flames what music conferences are you looking forward to next year man you Jen already thinking about next year. Like I ain't even thought about next month yet. So I, I'm I, I, I'm doing the the production music conference next month. That's like it's like the first week in October. I'll be doing the, the virtual version of that. I was gonna do the in person one, but I decided to, to hold out on that. But I'll be doing that. And then I think the what's the what's the one here in Atlanta, man? The hip hop joint. AC3. I'm thinking about doing going to that one too, especially since it's here. Um, so we'll see. But th- those are like this year. Um, next year, I haven't. To be honest with you, Jen, I haven't even. I haven't even thought about next year. I literally just signed up and submitted to is just now. Track submitted for audition. Thanks for letting us know in the live today. Dope man. A3C. Did I, what did I say? AC3. That's hilarious. AC3 is my son, Anthony Clint the third. <clears throat> he has a in his in his bedroom he has an A3C thing. So I guess that's stuck in my head. Can you talk to us a bit about copywriting beats? I have 650 instrumentals and it seems ridiculous to do them all individually. <laughs> yes, that will definitely be expensive. You can do a collection. Like if if you're See, I don't know. This is what I would do personally. I will make sure like I'm actually use all 650 of those joints because I'm not going to just throw money at stuff that's it's just not going to do anything. Right. So if I get to a point where it's like, OK, a library wants to to use something or an artist wants to use something, I know that this track is going to be out there. Then I'll put that in a list or category to submit, <clears throat> excuse me, for for copyright it makes more sense than versus copyright it's no point of copyright something that's only going to sit on your computer so if you know it's going to be used put out there put it in a list to copyright accumulate you know however many tracks you want to do and then you can copyright an entire volume of music like a collection for one fee as long as you're the like the the creator has to be the same when you do a collection so like if it's only you on all of the beats that you send in that collection, then you're good to go. So you can do it that way. I have a course on how to copyright your music. I'll show you both ways too, just the single one and if you want to do it in a group. That one's on my, my store as well. So yeah, if you want to go directly to the store, just go to clintproductions.com slash shop and you'll, you'll see it on there. A3C, indeed. You can copyright up to 10 songs as a collection for 85. Dope. Yo, did the price go up? It used to be like 40. Man, they making it tough to be safe out here. Okay, dope. Thank you, April. Appreciate you sharing that. I've had 12 cues placed on TV shows and never copyrighted anything. Is it even necessary? You know, that's 
it's a personal thing man like you know it's some people some people do it some people don't me personally like i have songs that i copyright and i have instrumental cues that i don't i just don't worry about it's like stuff is going so dang on fast you know because it's i don't know man like i just i rarely have like issues with just like these you know minute minute and a half instrumental cues and it's you know it's getting ingested my name is attached to everything that's like going through it's registered with the pros you know you technically you own you like you're the copyright owner as soon as you create something you know registering it with copyright.gov it's just you know a proof of registration of that copyright which you know it, it holds up stronger in court you have something tangible that you can you can easily prove when you you know when you created this work but you know use your discretion don't do anything that you don't feel comfortable with yeah that's what i would say does it happen do people steal stuff absolutely people steal music it happens and then there's times where it doesn't happen. You never know when it'll happen, but you know, it's a risk in everything. I'm just now getting on the chat. Can you please tell me what TuneEdge is? Yeah, man, check it out. TuneEdge, it's a, it's a music pretty much. So you can do everything online, submit everything online. Yeah, that joint shot up. Cause I, I think it was like 40, 35, 40. That's crazy. What's up, Dave? Dave B. And congrats on those placements. That's super dope. David Love Jr. was good. Thank you. It was very exciting to see the first few on TV. Man, I know it was like listen like hearing hearing those hearing your music on TV is a, is a dope experience. You know, it's just really dope. Uh, especially when it's on you know i it's on if it's, it's on a show that you know like millions of people are watching like millions of people just heard something that you created and it, you know they may not be paying attention for real for, for real for real but still man like a lot of people just heard something you know it feels good now nah, that's a uh that's a fact nobody wants to deal with that man like it's so many man bro like even in like in some briefs that i've been working on man like i'm noticing too like even like the creative teams and stuff like that yo they're trying to stay away from anything that even sounds remotely familiar to another song or a popular song like like it can be a different chord progression but have the same vibe and they just like yo just change it and i, I don't argue i'm just like all right i get it because like you just like you never know man i feel like i feel like these labels these publishers got like a department in the corner of the office building that just specializes in finding lawsuits over stupid stuff so yeah man people like they're trying to stay away from from any type of lawsuit or clearance issues all of that stuff No recognition needed. Like you said, just being heard is awesome. Yeah, man. It's a fact. Being part of a bigger picture always feels good. I agree, man. I agree, dude. Man, it's, it's, it's dope, man. I was, uh, what was it? was it last year no because it was COVID the year before last we were sitting down we went up to Ohio and we were watching like we was watching the Michigan Ohio State game which is like a big deal for, for anybody who's from Ohio or Michigan so he's watching the game and like they're showing a highlight and I literally hear my music playing and like all the fam is just like sitting there it's just like yo that was definitely my track so that's a great feeling like it never gets old man it never gets old and it's so funny because you get like you get the family members who like don't fully understand like they know what you do but they don't really understand it so like the question comes up and it's just like well how did how did they get your music like how did how did that happen 
and then you gotta go through like this whole this whole thing and they still don't get it so I don't even know why we take the time to try and explain cause it's just like this is <laughs> all of this is going over your head right now but you know you do the best to explain but yes yeah, it's, it's a dope feeling man <clears throat> my guy said go blue November James you were cool man and then you know and you went to the blue side uh, go Buckeyes man Y'all can have that Go Blue stuff My wife She's a Michigan fan I don't know how that happened it Must be love Cause That is not supposed to happen To a Buckeye I really wanna have that feeling um, When my track plays on TV one day Yeah man <laughs> You can do it man Listen if I can do it Anybody can do it You know and, 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 and if you think about it like everything <clears throat> like is possible right like the only so there's only really a few a few reasons why you can't get your music on TV so let's go through them the music like your music isn't there yet right the quality it could be the quality it could be the mix it could be the structure <clears throat> whatever it could just be the quality but all you have to do is now work on the quality of your music that can be improved we have youtube i have you know tutorials and courses and things like that to help you with that with mixing and you know how to structure instrumentals so that's solved you can solve that it may take a little bit a bit of time to get it to to where you need it need to have it or it may not take a lot of time just depending on where you are in in your your craft as a producer but that can be fixed right so we got that out the way second reason why you can't get a placement could be because you don't have you don't have the connections right that's a big stumbling block like nobody knows where to send music to get it placed i already help you with that like i i just told y'all one place tuneedge.com but yeah music libraries like we can find places to submit music i got the directory i got the course to show you how to find more places and how to find more contact info in the road to 10 placements course so boom that barrier is broken down the only other reason would be <clears throat> I don't know like it's the company like they just it's just not what they're looking for and that happens you know what I mean but that's just one of those things where it's just like to combat that you know them just not using it for whatever reason you just continue to make more music and continue to send it out to more people so you know the more people you send it out the more opportunities you create for your music to actually be used and those are really like those are really the only three reasons like the only the only possible fourth one is like if you just just don't want to do it i guess you know what i'm saying like if you don't want to you know just put put the work in making music and sending it out and things like that it's not for everybody you know some people don't want to go through making multiple versions of tracks and you know multiple edits and things like that that's fine you know but yeah it's really only a couple reasons why why you can't get your music placed it'll never be because you know it'll never be because you don't have credits or you're not you know you, you know you're not on social media and active and have a following it'll never be because of those things because they really honestly don't care about that stuff they just care about you know having quality music that works for the scenes that they they have to place it in and that's that's pretty much it <clears throat> and keep yep keep sending sending the stuff out the connections is tough yeah i mean that's where that's where most people get stuck you know i think that i mean that's why the music licensing directory helps so much because it gets you past that connection connection barrier you know what i mean because that's you know i have like over a hundred libraries you can start sending stuff to just in the licensing directory by itself but the thing with that is like once you go through the directory now you know what the companies look like you know so you know what you're looking for when you're on google or you know if you have the, the road to 10 placements course like i show you how to some advanced strategies on how to find other you know other people and contact information and research and all that stuff so it gets it gets easier but you don't have to 
I think a lot of producers make the the assumption that you have to already have the connections to get to get the placements and you don't you just have to have good music and then you partner up with a licensing company a library a publisher who already has the connections you let them deal with the connections you just deal with the music you just got to find them the libraries the publishers How long does the music have to be? For background stuff, I'm usually doing like a minute and a half, two minutes, unless they ask for something something different. LW, Northwestern, go Wildcats. Who cares about Michigan or Ohio State? Just, you know, sometimes you just, haters will just, they will come and there's just nothing you can do, you know? They come in the form of, of Wildcats and wolverines and all types of animals but you know at the end of the day you know you know it's hilarious like at orientation at ohio state man they did it was like this thing about the buckeye or whatever being this killer nut because everybody be like man like what's a buckeye you know what i'm saying like when you really think about it like a buckeye like how harmful can a buckeye be and then they pulled up some random stat that I don't know some people dying or something from getting hit by Buckeyes and it was something crazy so then it was just like you know it's actually like a killer nut but it was it was weak honestly but still go but what else we got what other questions we have I, I'm on here for a few more minutes man let's let's plow through some more questions you also get to build relationships with the libraries who contact you especially if they aren't taking new music or producers right now. Yeah, man, Wildcats will show their stripes eventually, facts. Sort of off topic, there's multiple songs on YouTube where people lease my beat and have 300K plus views. Can I collect money from this? And is there an easy way to search for more of my music out there? Absolutely, man. I would sign up. You can get, you gotta link up with like a publishing admin. Or you could do, yeah, like, for example, like, I'm with, I'm signed up with Song Trust. They're like a pub admin. And then, you know, they collect, you know, all the YouTube stuff that's out there. But yeah, you can definitely collect on that. <clears throat> Metallic Gold. I'm glad, man. I'm glad we can inspire and, and, and bring about hope in the, in the world of producers out here, man, just trying to figure things out. Sound Exchange. Yeah, we got Song Trust, Sound Exchange. You have companies like what is it, Audium or something? Audium, something like that. I think they, I think they collect. It's a couple of them that'll collect from YouTube, but I think they're kind of like if you got stuff like on a beat store, some of those companies they're kind of they're iffy about working for whatever reason with producers who have beats on beat stores. Life concierge what's good is it okay if your track is as much as two minutes 20 seconds long or will they pass it up if they see the track this length no that, that's a decent length the the brief I, sh I showed earlier you know they were asking for like two to three minutes on some stuff so yeah you're still in, in a nice little sweet spot started creating youtube videos for my music to help promote the music with the cool visual people can watch while listening to the music that's a great idea man because um you know like youtube youtube is dope so if you can find dope ways to have people engage on your channel and like help promote your music at the same time it's dope and then once you know things start popping off then your YouTube channel starts making money should the songs we submit be already available on DSP it's, it depends on who you're working with usually it's not really an issue if it's out there like that it depends though depends on the situation I know if you're an artist like most times they don't really be caring because they're you know they're trying to help promote the artist anyway but just ask whatever publisher you're working with or, or want to send that song to. Just ask them, double check, be sure. But yeah, usually they ain't, they ain't tripping. 
because you want like at the end of the day like music supervisors want to help indie artists and, and help expose them so it would be in your best interest for your stuff to be released and, and findable as an artist because that's you know what i'm saying that can be a part of your your whole marketing campaign as a whole like you know you throw sync licensing in there you, know, you got people listening to your song featured on a show or a movie you know that's driving traffic to wherever your song is your social networks and all that stuff so it can definitely be beneficial and let's see facts man like yeah it's it's a great opportunity It's a dope opportunity. All right, y'all. I'm about to hop off of this joint. I'm about to go back to work, knock out these these last couple tracks. But this was dope, man. Really, really good questions. Um, I'm, I'm glad the information is helping you guys. And yeah, man, just just keep it up. And, you know, believe. Because if you don't believe you can do it, you're right. If you believe you can do it, you're right. I think, who was that? Thomas Ford? Thomas Edison? Some, one of those Thomases said something to that, to that extent. But it's true. You know what I'm saying? Everything starts with how you think. So if you think you can do it, man, just do it. But I appreciate y'all coming through. Again, man, if you guys want anything, any of the, the courses we mentioned or talked about, just go to the link here, clintproductions.com slash link in bio. Grab what you need to grab. Let it help you. And keep me posted on y'all progress, man. I love seeing people win. Shout out to my guy, November James, man. He's got some, some work in the work from some stuff he's been working on, man. So it's super exciting, man, to see people, you know, kind of take things to the next level, man. So keep it up, y'all. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit clintproductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.